Baseball. Baseball. So baseball. It's time for baseball again. Spring training is underway. We're talking Cactus League. Games are starting in Arizona in just a couple days, so you better listen to this entire preview so you know what the storylines are. Who's good, who's not so good, and who is sort of in between. It's so baseball. All right. All right, hello? Hello? Wow. You know what I feel like? I don't know. I feel like one of those bears that like hibernated. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now like this the it's time to come out of the cave and Yes. and talk about baseball. Our last podcast was in November, post World Series it was our it was our um post World Series wrap up and manager talk. Um right. so that was a good good old time. Yeah. And um but we haven't done any what you would call hot stove discussion, at least not on the podcast. Um, we've definitely been talking about it, you know, in texts or phone calls, but we haven't we haven't potted. There hasn't it's been a kind of a mild um off season. We've had the the Otani hype, and then we had the Yamamoto madness, and then of course the big Juan Soto trade, but other than those big stories, it's been a fairly quiet off season, and we do still have some players left to sign. But overall, how has your off season been? I've been sleeping. I've been hibernating. So <laughs> I, I don't know who you were discussing these things with, but it wasn't me because I was sound asleep uh, inside of a cave. It's extremely funny. Well, it was, takes you know takes an effort um but so it was uh, it, i i agree with you exactly what you're saying there was all this kind of hype once otani mm. signed there was going to be the floodgates right like everything was going to happen and it kind of hasn't been that way like yeah that happened and and no one was really shocked i don't think by yeah what happened. but then we you know here we are and there's still what a few guys, big guys, not signed. Cody Bellinger, uh, uh, Schnell, um, and uh, amongst a few others, too. Uh, what's the pitcher? The guy from the Rangers, too, right? He's not on any team yet. Um, I, Jordan Montgomery? Jordan Montgomery, yeah. I think he just signed oh. with the Cardinals. Like this um, morning? I saw something about that. Don't quote me on that, because I saw on trade rumors uh, that Monty is probably yeah, um, headed... Back to St. Louis. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe, maybe that? you're making that up. I. I, I, I other... could be making that up. Um, well, it is called trade rumors, so sometimes the rumors yeah. get in there as, and they don't happen. But, but I, I'm telling you right now, I've got that page open because um, more things could happen. Um, more things will happen. Like they're saying now, the Padres may move Xander Bogarts to second base. That's oh, news. that's that's happening, and we'll get well, to that in my Padres right. preview. All right. Well, um, let's, why don't we get started? Monty's still a free agent. Okay, I must have dreamt. I think I might have just seen, woken up to a tweet that just said Montgomery to the Cardinals. But if you, I yeah. could have made it up. If you're having those kind of dreams, we'll we'll talk later. So what this podcast is going to be is going to be. 
a Cactus League preview. Okay, not National League, not American League, Cactus League, meaning we're going to preview all the teams, 15 teams, that play their spring training in Arizona. So you're probably wondering, are we going to do a Grapefruit League for the Florida teams? Probably not. Maybe. We'll see how bored we get during spring training. But for right now, we're focusing on Cactus League and what we think is going to happen with those teams and get you ready for spring training. If you are headed to spring training, uh, this will be your primer uh, that you should listen to before you go, before you buy your tickets, before you book your hotel. In Arizona, don't listen to this if you're going to Florida because you're going to be a little confused. Yes, this is your Cactus League preview. Now, so, now the thing is, the Cactus League, I think, aligns with your personality. Uh, I mean, I love Miami Beach. No, you're a bit prickly. And ah, then I'm, I'm, I align more with the Grapefruit League because I'm a bit bitter. So, you know, okay. anyway. How, that, <laughs> have you been working that joke? <laughs> no, I just came up with that one now. How long have you been working that joke? I have this. I'm just trying to hold on a second. Let me let me shuffle no, I my like papers. It. I like it. I like it. I like it. Let me shuffle my papers here. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you are All a right. bit bitter. I am but... bitter, and you are a bit prickly. Um, I can be. Yeah. Someone yes, told yeah. me I was a little prickly, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's it's a very good thing. It's it's just funny that these two leagues have those names too. Like, there, it's it's not the or like it's not the Orange League, and it's not the I don't know Desert Flower league they're the cactus league and the grapefruit league which are not exactly i think it's a beautiful thing i agree i think it's i think it fits perfectly with with the whole tenor of everything so why don't we uh get started you so do you want to do a quick rundown of which teams are in the cactus league i will do that for you now so um we have teams from four of the six divisions playing in the cactus league the AL Central, NL Central, AL West, and the entirety of the NL West. So that's the White Sox, Royals, and Guardians from the AL Central, the Brewers, Reds, and Cubs from the NL Central, Oakland, Angels, Seattle, and Rangers. I'm jumping back and forth between team names and city names. You'll have to forgive me. Uh, And then finally, Rockies, Giants, Padres, D-backs, and Dodgers, all in the NL West. So uh, we have a vast representation Teams as far west, I'm sorry, teams as far east as Cleveland are playing in the Cactus League. Lord knows why. Probably just because the Guardians realize Arizona spring training is just better. Well, they, they used to be in Florida um, in, in the days. But, there, you know, all this stuff has a lot, of, has a lot to do with money and deals. And, um, you know, the Reds and the Guardians share the same facility, which gives them a bit of Ohio uh, right. footprint in Arizona, which is, is interesting. Um, but we'll, we'll get to all that, too. But let's uh, – you want to start with uh, – what team do you want to start with? Because we're going to yeah, start, let's start the with AL the White Central. Sox. Yep. We're going to start with the AL Central. I'll talk about the White Sox for, for a minute. Um, I have a little spiel about the White Sox because yep. I saw them in spring training last year. Um, I went with my dad and Greg and Sasha to spring training. We had a wonderful time. It was sort of late March we went. It was right before the season was set to begin. And um, there was a lot of hope around White Sox camp. Yes. Um, t- 
Tony LaRusso was gone and, you know, they had brought in Andrew Benintendi and um, everybody seemed to be relatively healthy. Um, and the competitive window for the White Sox was, was still very much open. We went to see a game at the White Sox Park, the Cubs-White Sox, and it was just a joy. I was kitted out in my, my White Sox gear. As you know, I've been, I mean, as my closet will, um, will, ju- will show, I, I have been on the White Sox bandwagon um, since Eloy's rookie year uh, a few years back. And they had some, some mini playoff runs, not, t- not too deep. But the White Sox have been a, a, a team with some buzz for the last three or four seasons. And last year, it just cracked. When you thought it couldn't get any worse, it crashed down even worse. They were 61 and 101. They finished 26 games out of first place. And they were just a god-awful team last year. And um, for a team with this much talent to lose over 100 games, it is brutal. And even in this weakened division, um, they are they are bad, and they're looking to be bad again. But maybe not. Here's what I'll tell you: um, they still have their top end talent, which is Andrew Vaughn, Louis Robert, Yon Mancada, who's can never stay healthy, Eloy Jimenez. They brought in a decent shortstop to take the place of Tim Anderson, Paul DeJong. Um, and then they've got an experienced veteran catcher, Martin Maldonado, who has come over from Houston. And their rotation, as it stands here on February 18th, doesn't look too bad. Dylan Cease is still with the team. Then Eric Fetty, Michael Kopech, Soroka, Chris Flexen. That's a respectable rotation. So um, the White Sox are projected to win 63 games. That's the over-under. So, obviously, this team can do much better than that. Let's, let's just hope that last year was the, the lowest they can dip and that they can put together some sort of a run this year and be better. And that's, that's my White Sox preview. Did you have anything to, to jump in on that? No, I was just going to ask you, where, where do they play? You said you went to their ballpark. Their oh, Arizona. my bad. They... <laughs> They play at Camelback. They share a, a stadium with the Dodgers. The, with the, um, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Correct. It's a w- wonderful park. We we mostly saw it on a White Sox day, but you could tell that like the Dodgers sort of dominate that facility just in terms of like square footage in the uh, souvenir stand and just um, you know it's it, it's a shared compound, but it, you just sort of get the vibe that it's the Dodgers' home more the, than the one. Do you think it's going to be even more that Otani is now at the Dodgers? They're going to have like a whole other aspect there that's going to be oh, insane. absolutely, absolutely, and we'll cover that in the Dodgers yes preview. But um, but, but no, that that all sounds good. I, I totally agree with you about the White Sox. I think uh, I, I remember remember all the hype that they had like around the COVID season, and they were gonna they, they were the team that was rising. Like they were just gonna. There was no way they weren't gonna be super competitive you know right and maybe their apex was beating the yankees in that cornfield um, 
back when yeah and that was kind of like the, the you had you had talked to me about uh recently about the whole tim anderson that took thing that took place there and um about him making like a choking sign or something to the Yankees after when they should have just been celebrating the corn catching mm-hmm. on fire or whatever the hell was right. going on out there with the, with the scoreboard. Um, a great moment, uh, but that I think was the height of White Sox, uh, you know, uh, potential, and they, they never recovered. Um, no, I mean, and- bringing in Tony LaRusa when, when it happened, yeah, everybody was shocked and stunned. Mm. Even but- Tony was. <laughs> Sorry. Um, You know, he was a clueless manager. He was not ready to manage again in the major leagues. Yeah. Um, Well, he was already in the Hall of Fame, right? So, I mean, what's he got to lose? You know, kick him out. I mean, come on. He could do whatever he wanted to do. They should kick him out based on how he mishandled (laughs) the White Sox. What was it? 20? Was 22 the year he managed them? Yeah. Well, Um, in theory, in theory, he was the manager. In theory. So, yeah. He was totally um, out to lunch. Um, he was on a flyer, I think. Um, but but that's okay, you know. Hey, with the White Sox, maybe now, maybe now that they're in the shadows and no one's paying attention, they have a lot of discussion more about their potential moving to a new ballpark and the 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 uh, the area in Chicago. They're called the Seventy Eight, I think. Um, okay. So there's all that going on. So maybe maybe they just have a, a chance to not have the attention and and sneak around but but now we're onto my team that i'm going to do which is the Cleveland oh wait Guardians. before we go on to, oh, yeah i have one little segment that i'm doing for each team Uh-oh. and that is like just their top prospects that could potentially feature oh, this season right yeah that's great yeah. so um the big the big talk of white Sox prospects is colson montgomery um oh, okay he is the 13th ranked prospect in the majors the guy's got um, a combination of power and good plate discipline he's He's come up as a shortstop, but he might move positions. Um, you know, if Moncada doesn't stay healthy, he could move to third. Uh, or he could play shortstop if Dijon comes up and really falters. He's only been as high as double A, so we don't know if Montgomery will have more than a cameo in the majors this season. But then also at third base is another Cuban player, Brian Ramos, who's a top prospect. He's already on the 40-man roster, and he is a third baseman. So he could come up and take a slot to fill Mm. an injury slot. And then finally, uh, Noah Schultz uh, is a pitcher. There's our first-round pick in 2022 um, that he's had comps to Randy Johnson with, like, a wipeout slider. Um, But he's only been as high as high A, so he will – more than likely need at least another full year in the minors. So we don't expect to see Noah Schultz just yet. Uh, Take it away with the Oakland Athletics. Well, I'm going to say one last thing about the White Sox because this is my favorite relief pitcher. Uh, Bummer. He's traded to the Braves. So the Braves Braves now have Bummer in their bowl. That is a Bummer. Yeah. (laughs) He is the Bummer. Anyway, so I'm going to move on now to the Cleveland Guardians. Now, Cleveland Guardians, um, they also, they are in Arizona uh, in the Cactus League, and they share a ballpark with the Cincinnati Reds, I think I mentioned earlier, so called Goodyear Ballpark, and that Mm -hmm. gives all your Ohio people who are some of our listeners, uh, origin Ohio's, um, you know, they can go to one-stop shop. They can see both teams there, um, practice and play. So, uh the guardians, you know, had a, a crazy, 
you know, again, another team that was supposed to be better. They had gone all the way to the championship game, or I think it was the championship, or maybe the division championship, or whatever they call it, the previous year when they lost to the Yankees. Mm. Um, I guess it was division championship since the Yankees lost to the Astros in the championship. Mm -hmm. But um, so they were projected to have a really good team. They were young players. And and last year they came in third behind my, uh, one of my sleeper picks, the Detroit Tigers actually came in second last year in the central. Mm -hmm. And um, the guardians ended up being 76 and 86, 10 games under 500. Um, Still, they were a good uh, 15 games uh, in front of the White Sox, who came in fourth. I know. Um, so, but, and they were two games back from the Tigers and 11 back from the Twins, who won that division. Um, but they got a lot of excitement. Now, now Terry Francona, longtime manager of them, retired, and he's yeah. no longer there. He's had a lot of health issues the last few years anyway. But very exciting. They got a brand-new manager who everyone raves about, but has never managed a single game in professional baseball. Mm. Maybe he's done little league. I'm not aware. Steven <laughs> Voigt, the former yeah. catcher for the A's, played for yeah. the Giants, played for Everybody the loves Mariners. Everyone loves him. I was at his actual last major league baseball game, and he hit a game-winning homer off of the Angels. Um, they won mm. that game, and, and he he had this home run that put him ahead, and Otani had started that game actually pitching. I forget who he hit it off of, but hit a home run now. So he, he's got a lot of uh, good characteristics of a young manager who can connect to these players who is yeah. not that much older than, and he's now, a good model of a, of a manager, like a, like a high, high upside manager, new model manager catcher with a little bit of the old school, uh, you know, craftiness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I think I was quiet when I, you were speaking, but um, so um. <laughs> But that's okay. <laughs> Raise your hand in the, the Zoom the Zoom chat. There, we'll, we'll see if we call on you. Okay. Um, so uh, now Stephen Vaught has he has a sleeper guy that he got to be his bench coach, which we as Giant fans know him very well. Kai Correa. He was the mini me. Oh. of of. of um, of Kapler, right? So Kapler's mini me is going to be the bench coach for yeah. The, he, for, he's oh the bench God. coach for Stephen Vogt, and and now my thing is, is that is he going to kind of try and look like Stephen Vogt? Is he going to get a little well? That chubby? will be the tester, right? If he yeah, is he, he going to lose the glasses? <laughs> he's going to lose. All, so anyway, that's just a fun note, but but I think a very smart note because that guy will be a manager. Now a lot of people may recall he actually was the Giants manager. Uh, when they canned uh, Kapler, they gave him the. That's right. They gave him the. Uh, I don't know what does he get shoes. Um, they gave gave him the the uh, the, he the was menu. In charge for the last couple exactly the Denny's menu was passed off to him. Um, so anyway, that's just one note about this team. So that's very exciting. Now, in terms of players, um, they haven't done a lot. Now they got they have one of the best players in Major League Baseball, Jose Ramirez, who's just uh, always a great player. They have one of the craziest players in Major League Baseball, <laughs> Josh Naylor. So the best. we love Josh Naylor and what he did to the White Sox that helped them even become more doomed in that one game where mm-hmm. he threw the helmet um, repeatedly with the one homers. of the coolest moments yeah, in they, Major League Baseball yeah. of the last th- two or three years. For sure, for sure, most energy. Um, then they got, they have a couple of, they have some really good pitching too. They have Shane Bieber. Um, they've got Tanner B B 
and they've got uh, Emmanuel Class A in the bullpen. And yeah. my, my favorite starting pitcher in all of Major League Baseball, who was injured a lot last year and hopefully he's healthy this year, is Tristan McKenzie. I love watching mm-hmm. him pitch. He's just the super stick. exciting. Yeah. But they yeah. didn't really they didn't really pick up too many people in the offseason. No, they, they never do. No, because you know who knows money. They did get uh, Austin Hedges as a kind of of course. You knew they were going to bring in Hedgy. But but Bo Naylor had a really good year as a, as a catcher. Love Bo Naylor. And yeah, so he, you know he's the brother of Josh Naylor, Canadian. It's a family affair. Yeah, they would be playing hockey if they weren't playing baseball. Um, and then in terms of. Of the, the the thing that I'm kind of really curious about, and these players are not, uh, you may not know any of these names. Some of them you will, though. That I, I'm really so spring training to me, the non roster invitees are an interesting. Now, there's two levels of that. Right. Sometimes they're prospects who are not on the 40 man roster that are under they, team control. Under team control, they get invited just so they can get a little bit of a taste of the major leagues, and then they send them over to the minor league. Uh, practice after a while but the ones that are on the bubble and this is maybe their last shot or just want to get in there and maybe get onto the triple a team as a a potential backup or even maybe make the roster if they have a crazy spring these are the guys that i'm really fascinated by and and if you go to mlb.com they actually list the non-rosty uh roster invitees and Mm -hmm. so a couple of ones on the guardians of note are Carlos Carrasco is mm-hmm. he's invited and he was a great pitcher for them back in the day and then he went to New York and had all kinds of issues. Um, Tyler Beatty used to pitch for the Giants. He's in there. Um, and then, you know, this guy, An- Anthony Gosey, a left-handed pitcher. Yeah. And it seems like left-handed pitchers, another one, Anthony Banda, these guys are kind of like journeymen, maybe cup of coffee kind of mm. people, but they're left-handed pitchers and everyone loves a good left-handed pitcher. So, right. Well, this is the Guardians playbook. Um, We know that they're one of the best at developing pitching and resuscitating pitching and fixing guys and all that. So the fact that they have 10 NRI non-roster invites in between relief and starting pitchers is uh, stands to reason because some of these guys are going to hit and by hit, I mean, pitch. Yeah. And um, that's how the Guardians get through and they're, Remain competitive every season with a very low payroll. That's right. So, and, and um, you get and you have things that you know injuries come up, and you get these guys that maybe they start the season in AAA, but we know injuries are in Major League Baseball are on the rise, especially within pitchers. Um, and now I'm just I got one prospect name for you. One guy who may be a starting their starting first baseman. This guy named Kyle uh, Manzardo. Yes. And, um, he is. Um, He's 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 supposedly quite he can be quite a hitter, but he didn't have a really good AAA. But um, right, they may they may I think they may give him a shot here in spring training and then see if he makes it. Um, they do have they do have variable players, but but that's my my review of the uh, the Cleveland Guardians. I believe that um, they will be extremely competitive. Um, I think the new manager is going to be fantastic. Can they get better than the Twins? I don't know. You know, that's we're we're not reviewing the Twins on this cast because they they play in Florida, but uh, or the Tigers. I think the Tigers have added some good players, but I think the Guardians are going to be super competitive. 
They're going to have a brand new energy for the manager. And mm-hmm. um, I may be seeing them off the top of the bat because I think they they open their season in Oakland. So, uh, yeah, they're projected to win. Uh, the over-under is at 78.5. So they're not even projected to have a winning season this year. Right. I, I would take that over all day long. Sleeper. Um, I, they could be a sleeper. Sleep a pick. Now, I sleeper. love Kyle Manzardo. I think he will take that first base job. And I do think that Brian Rocio will start the season in the majors as yeah, well. He was on my list shortstop. too. Yeah. Do you think he'll start as a shortstop? Really? I think so because they really don't have um, anyone else of note mm, coming yeah. along. Uh, it's projected. You're right. I see that. So I think he's going to get the shortstop job. And that, I mean, if, if someone like Ramon Laureano yeah, can, I, can, I, stay, I was... can have a healthy season, and be their right fielder. And Naylor, if Manzardo can play first base and enable Naylor to just DH all season, this is a strong lineup from top yeah. to bottom. We know yeah. Straw can Jose hit a little Ramirez. bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and our friend from the Bay Area, uh, Stephen Kwan, in mm-hmm. left field, if he, can, if he can get his average back up, um, it would be great. I saw his parents sitting in front of me at a Giants game last year. They were, it was great to see them cheering yeah. him on with their Stephen Kwan uh, jerseys. Um, grew up in Fremont as a Giants fan. So, um, but anyway, yeah. Well, that's that's the Guardians. That's who do you, who do you got next? You got another. Well, I'd be remiss if I let you go on without talking about Gavin Williams and Tanner Bybee. These are two young, like all-star potential starters. Gavin Williams is like throwing gas the guy's a fantastic pitcher by be more of a control guy but you know top one through five the guardians rotation is fantastic i i agree I, and i i didn't you know i can't talk about everyone okay you're right you're right but you're right. but i appreciate all your extra bits because you can only do so much research and you live in the world of prospects so well I'm i play fantasy i play in a keeper fantasy league and i have let's, let's happen to have league. williams okay. and Bybee on my roster so Fantasies are best kept to oneself, but go on. (laughs) Okay. So we've had on the guardians. So now we're going to duck a little lower and talk about the Kansas city Royals um, who are amongst the more disappointing teams in baseball, even worse than the white Sox. They only won 56 games last year. They finished 31 games out of first place. Um, And I don't see how they're that bad again this season, okay? They made a big splash in the offseason, locking up Bobby Witt Jr. to multiple, multiple seasons. Yes. Um, I can't remember the exact numbers, but... Uh, I think it was eight, wasn't it? Or 11. It was something crazy. No. They gave him a bunch of years, okay? Yeah. So he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna be on the Royals for the foreseeable. So that's a nice cornerstone. He's, he's an amazing player. He's got... Fielding, hitting, speed. He's a he's a five plus tool player. So you gotta love the guy. And they're gonna build around him. They also have um Vinny Pasquantino um as coming back from shoulder surgery. He's their first baseman of the foreseeable future. He can mash. So they're building a team around those two, and to some extent, MJ Melendez, Michael Garcia, who's uh, going to be an everyday player for them. He's a great, again, power, speed, batting average. We love Michael Garcia. So the Royals have talent. They have veteran leadership. 
with Sal Perez at catcher and DH, and they have Hunter Renfro who's going to come in there and he's going to hit 211 and he's going to hit 25 home runs. <laughs> um, so, you know, you've got, you've got a team with some competitive athletes. Uh, the, the, the rotation is sort of cobbled together with Cole Reagans at the top and then our guy, Michael Waka, uh, and Seth Lugo projected to also be starters for this team. Brady Singer will will hope to come back and have a healthy year. And then finally, Jordan Lyles is, makes up the rotation. So this team um, actually wildly, if you believe in things like this, mm. the Royals over under is 73.5. Wow. So they're projecting the Royals to be quite a bit better than last yeah. season. That's a big, um, that's a big uptick. So, I mean, they can do it. They have one top prospect. It's a third baseman named Nick Lofton. He could come up this season, but Michael Garcia has pretty much locked down third base with Bobby Witt Jr. playing shortstop. So minus any sort of faltering with Garcia, uh, we were not going to see Nick Lofton this year. Um, but I don't know that the Royals can win 73 or more games. I, mm. I, I still think they're going to be bad this year. There's other teams. The Twins are really good. The Tigers are getting better. Cleveland are really good. Uh, I still think Kansas City is going to finish fourth or fifth in this division. And I think mm. that over-under is a little too generous. So, um, Well, I think they'll be – you know, what's interesting with this team is that they picked up a lot of – older players to put into the mix as well. They, they, they've also, you mentioned Hunter Renfro, but they also got Michael Waka, I think. Waka, Waka, Waka. Seth Luco. Yeah. I mentioned Will both of them. Smith. Uh, they, and, and so, you know, there's, um, it's interesting, you know, I'm just saying that they, they, they've got these, they went out and got some veterans, free agents. Um, right. So they spend a little money, so they have some plans. Now, also, I think we'd be remiss without mentioning is that they're also pushing to build a new ballpark in Kansas City. Oh, really? So this is part of this this resurgence and the signing of Bobby Witt Jr. was to give this kind of like, oh, we're in this for the long haul. We're not here. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we, we want to keep this guy and we want to build around him, basically. Um, now, let me ask you this, because it wasn't mentioned. Um, since we are reviewing the Cactus League, where do they play in Arizona? Uh, they play in Arizona, in Phoenix, uh, in a spring training facility that is the Royals spring training facility. <laughs> they share a stadium with Texas. Oh, right. It's called Surprise Stadium. Surpri See, you were surprised. That was awesome. That was good. Okay, so what I've said about the Royals, yeah, they're, moving they're on. Not, they're not very exciting, and they're not going to win much. Okay. And is that? And will we have any more Central? Uh, that AL? wraps up the AL Central, so let's move over to the NL Central. Nice. Why don't uh, you talk us through I, the Brewers? I got the Brewers, another team that is just – I got all the good teams, I think. Uh, the Brewers are extremely fascinating – uh, not in any sort of potential uh, of what they're going to do, just how crazy their off season has been. Um, yeah. Talk uh, me may, many it. of you have known that, again, I'm, I always like starting with the manager because mm, the mm -hmm. manager is um, uh, a really, uh, you know, key. Cause, and I got a few new managers on the teams. That yeah, I'm you do. Them. So 
Craig Council, as we know, disappeared Bolted. from the Brewers and <laughs> ended up 90 miles south with the Cubs. I know. Oh, and you know, the Brewers hate the Cubs and the Cubs could care less about the Brewers, but right. Um, Cause they're more hating on the Cardinals. But anyway, there's a lot of just, it, it's just bad blood all around. And then the Brewers, they, they were like, that happened to them. And then they, and then it got weird. Like if that wasn't weird enough, first of all, they hired Pat Murphy to be their manager. Who's Yikes. like, this is like 64 year old guy. Who's Matt, you know, the bench mm. coach on the same team. What could go wrong? You know, we, we've mm. seen this before where it's just like, you're not really making a change. You're just like having someone stand in there until you really think about who you want to manage your team. So mm. God bless him. I hope he does well. We've seen uh, managers uh, create a career from that in Philadelphia, mm. um, you know, where they were in that same role and they were like, all of a sudden they got the job because they turned the team around. Um, Cause you're Turn the team around. Okay. No singing, please. Your favorite manager that you used to boo uh, when he was replaced. So Girardi, uh, Phil- Girardi. That's so anyway, Pat Murphy is the, uh, the manager. So I don't know what's going on there, but then they decide to trade, um, uh, uh, Corbin Burns, um, and and you're like what? And then they got they got like a prospect back for him. They got um, DL Hall, who's pretty damn good. They got a couple of prospects. The DL Hall, and uh, there was another guy they got to. Um, uh, why am I drawing a blank in his name? Um, Joey Ortez or Ortiz, okay. Ortiz, Joey Ortiz. Mm. So they picked up a re- couple of really good prospects. But it's not like they're trying to tank. That's the weird thing about it. They are absolutely not trying to tank. They're trying to win. They're trying to win in a weird way, right? It's not quite Guardians-esque, but it's not not Guardians-esque. Yeah. Because they're good with pitchers. This is my team, by the way. But go on. (laughs) This is a podcast, after all. This is not a a lecture hall. Um, They're good with pitchers, right? Pitchers come to Milwaukee and they do draw a line somewhere. Anyway, go ahead. So we know that they don't have they don't have Burns, right? Because they traded him. Yeah. Which but they got Freddie Peralta, who's now their number one guy. And Freddie Peralta is fantastic. He's amazing. He's amazing. And they have they have they 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 get rid of Josh Hader a couple years ago, got dumped his him off. Um and they have Devin Williams, who is amazing. Now the issue with this Brewers team is that they were like kind of like the White Sox. Like they were on the verge. Like they were in the playoffs the last four years. Um, and, you know, Devin Williams' rookie year, he breaks his hand in, in a, a celebration, yeah. punching a wall because he got in a fight with someone while they're celebrating. And, you know, this kind of nonsense. Uh, they have Christian Yelich, who I thought used to be one of the most exciting players to watch in, in baseball when he played here in yeah. San Francisco with the Brewers and with the Marlins. I would watch that guy like 100%. Now, yeah, well, he's still projected to be a 2020 player this year. Well, yeah, but he's not the same player that he no. was. You know, he, he's not he's not must-see TV anymore. He's, Hell no. he's okay. Anyway. Yeah. But the, their best player, position player, is William Contreras. I mean, he is amazing, the catcher um, mm. for them and the brother of uh, the guy who caused problems in St. Louis. So, Well, he's their best player for now, but just wait for Jackson Churio to arrive. Well, he's on my list here when I get the prospects. 
No, he's going to start the season in the majors. I, I know, but he's still a prospect. He's, yes, he's going to start, but he's he's not proven, and he's the young guy who's who's like twenty years old. They got sniffs of Robin Yount on this guy, and yeah. they're they're like, oh, he's going to you know come up and change the world. He's from where's he from? Uh, Colombia or Venezuela? I forget. Um, and uh, Venezuela, Venezuela, and so. He he is going to you know be exciting to watch for sure. And they got these other young guys. They got the Joey Ortiz guy they picked up. Um, they've got uh, D. L. Hall, etc. But so anyway, I, I I don't know what this team is going to do. Like I have I think they're going to finish above five hundred. I think they're going to finish five hundred. But this team won ninety two games last year mm. and won the division and got run out of the playoffs by the. Diamondbacks, I think. Mm-hmm. I think they swept them um, in in Milwaukee, you know, because yep. they got the home field, and so it, it's just it's just it was something had to give. I think I said in last year's preview of the season, I said it. This is the last chance for the Brewers, and I I didn't know I was going to be so like you know Nostradamus. It was kind of their last shot of that iteration of the Brewers. Now now they're into this new this new thing um a couple of just again my my favorite of just throwing out some of the non-roster invitees who are there of of uh veterans not not prospects or minor league guys but austin nola is one of their oh wow uh, yeah and christian arroyo oh wow the red Sox, um and yanni hernandez is there too so <laughs> you, you know a few of these players that we know over the years oh um yeah and and so I just love that because who knows? They may hook on or they may just play well enough that some other team likes them and needs them for yeah. a backup player. And I love that because that's that's what spring training is really about. Like the stars, they got their jobs. The prospects, mm. they got their position, their their role in life for the next mm. you know year or so. But these guys, this is it. They, this is they they got to perform, and the pressure is on to do something. Yeah. Now the Brewers, where they play at in the Cactus League has the weirdest name they play at the american family fields of phoenix <laughs> so that's messed up and they share it by themselves no one else wanted to yeah. be associated with that name so i know um, these teams so, that have their own field it's kind of like it's un, it's like when you're not in the carpool lane it's like come on share a freaking field even if the dodgers can share a field yes. everybody should be sharing a field well, dodgers are cheap but um in in a weird way, um, but I want to so, uh, I want to have but, a say but, about the Brewers when you're done. Well, yeah, well, I'm almost done. So I'm just saying that it's going to be a, a weird year for them. They're in the NL Central. You've got the uprising Reds from last year. You've got the Cubs who stole their manager and some other stuff going. And they had a great end of the season. Um, and then you got the Cardinals who better get their acting gear. Or some people are going to lose their jobs. And um, yeah, go ahead. Now, do you have something to say about the Brewers? Yeah, well, I was going to uh, – you kind of got us there most of the way there, talking about the NL Central. Yeah. I think the NL Central is going to be a sneaky, fun division this year and yeah. very exciting yes. because you have really, um, with these three and the Cardinals, you have, like, some really competitive teams. I think um, outside of the non-roster invites that you've mentioned – some of the actual acquisitions that the uh, that the Brewers have added, mm. getting Reese Hoskins 
as your everyday first baseman. Oh, right. I mean, you know, this I've, guy can club. I, I, I missed that one. Actually, um, it he, like he tore his ACL in spring training last year. That was really a tragedy. Mm -hmm. But this guy's still looking for some career redemption at age 30. He missed out on all the Phillies fun last year. So um, he's, he latches on with a new team. We have all these guys who have a F ton of upside. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about Churio, but also Bryce Terang. Mm -hmm. is a is a speedy little player who could hit another level sal frelick who we love from the wbc who is also like one of these you know hustle guys who they actually have him learning some infield positions uh just to make him a more flexible player because they like his left-handed bat but they might want to like stash some guys in the outfield they might want to throw jake bowers in the outfield on the yeah. days they're facing a righty so they might want to throw frelick in the infield uh, or at least be able to throw them at second or third. So they're, you know, they're doing some interesting things. Um, we said they got Jake Bowers from the Yankees. Um, they've got Joey Weimer out there. Who's, who's showed flashes. Mm -hmm. So there's a just, a, Oh, and my guy, scary Gary is going to be their backup catcher. I saw that. Yeah. I'm... So it's like some really interesting personalities on this yeah. team. This is the kind of team that you see make a really good run. So, you know, this might be the year to throw off the shackles and embarrassment of C Craig Council, yes. giving them the finger Bad and make your, give yourself a little run. Yeah. But maybe Pat Murphy was giving him input on the bench. <laughs> we don't know. But, but anyway, but, that's my and, bit. And the last one, and thank you for adding all that. Um, Cause the brewers are just, they're literally, if you start reading about them, I think they are the most fascinating because they're just, like you said, kind of all over the place with great young players, old players, all kinds of stuff going on. And they picked up uh, the guy who potentially was part of one of the greatest plays in last year's season. They picked up J Jacob Junis, who was a pitcher for the Giants. Mm -hmm. He was that guy who was a starter reliever who knows mm. Kapler flipped the coin. But he was the one who made the play where he threw the ball away and then Mookie Betts against the Dodgers. Then Mookie, excuse me, not Mookie Betts. Um, uh, he 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 makes the yeah he he makes the the running error and the and they get him at third in extra innings mm. and and the whole thing um was just told comedy and scary at the same time as a Giants fan but it ended well I missed that but okay yeah I'll send you a link later send me a link join. all right so we've been all talking right. for forty one minutes and we've only gotten through four of the fifteen teams so this is probably going to be a three hour podcast so. Buckle up. We'll try and speed oh, through a few of these. Half. We'll cut it in half, but cut, go ahead. Cut it in half. Okay. Get, Cincinnati Reds. Got one more central, and then we're on to the west. No, we, we haven't done the Cubs or the Reds. Oh, Jesus. Go for it. You, you got two in okay. a row then. Nail them. Let's yeah, go. I got two in a row. Be, okay, I'm I'll starting with the Reds. Reds were 82 and 80 last year. They missed the playoffs by two games, the wild card. Um, they... They were looking like they were on fire at first. I saw the Reds at Dodger Stadium. They looked fantastic. It was fireworks night, Linda Ronstadt. Um, and the, the future baby Reds were on display. Ellie was running the bases like crazy. These Reds are exciting. They've got continuity. They have hope. They have, they have prospects. They have a few, couple of veterans. Nobody that, nobody that old, really. But um, if you just want to talk about this generation of prospects, they're now all 
in the majors. We're talking Matt McClain, Spencer Steer, Ellie De La Cruz, um, Noel V. Marte, Christian Encarnacion Strand. These are all guys who are going to be on the major league roster along with TJ Friedel, Will Benson, former rookie of the year, Jonathan India. You bring in a guy like Jake Fraley with the freaking helmet. I mean, this team has got an massive amount of t- talent. They, they've got Candelario now as their first potential first baseman. I actually think Encarnacion Strand is going to be their everyday first baseman, but um, you know, roster resource has Candelario cause he's a switch hitter, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, their over under is 82.5. They can hit that. So I say to the Reds, um, you've got a good, you've got a great closer. You've got a decent rotation. Lodolo will be back. Hunter Green is amazing. Um, so just go mash all season, play your brand of baseball in your great American small park, and get a wild. You're not going to win the division, but get a wild card spot and just see. Get some playoff experience for these young players so that they can start making the playoffs for the next three, four, five years. And you know maybe you're going to win one of them. You've got the talent to do it. So that's my preview for the Reds. Yeah, that was great. And where do they play? The they play where we talked about Goodyear. That's right. They share with the the other Ohioan. Yeah, I didn't want to retrace that. But anyway, do you have any input on Reds or no? I, I I agree with you. I, I think it, they're a team that uh, kind of ran out of gas at the end of the year, but now young players got that year under their belt. Let's see how they go. And then let's move on to the Cubs. Okay, so this is a big one for me because I, you know, I've been all in on the White Sox because, you know, it's Ab's team and uh, I love Chicago. I love Chicago baseball. Um, And the Cubs have been bad. And I've been just really focused on the White Sox for like the last five or six years because of their potential, their prospects, Eloy and all the all the guys. But with all the bad vibes coming out of White Sox camp um, and all the good vibes at Wrigley, I have sort of um, re-embraced my roots as a, a native Chicagoan. And, and uh, I'm all in on the Cubs this year, even with the bad mojo of them stealing the Brewers manager. Um, you know, sometimes things just kind of, they're gross, but they work out. Kind of like um, John Mulaney and uh, Olivia Munn. You know, it's like, I don't dig it, but it's working. So uh, just a little sh- show business note there. Um, the Cubs won 83 games last year. They missed the playoffs by one game. Um, so, and the team that beat them to that wild card speed was the Arizona Diamondbacks, who ends up making the World Series. So who have the Cubs added? Well, they've added Shota Imanaga who's a really fun pitcher. Um, he's a lefty out of Japan. He's 30 years old. You probably remember him also from the World Baseball Classic. The guy is just really cool. He's one of these kind of clubhouse changing energy guys. He's, um, he's my favorite of all the Japanese players that have come over this, this year, and it's been a lot. Um, but the big question mark is Cody Bellinger. Is he going to resign? Um, right now, the Cubs have Mike Talkman penciled in, leading off, playing center, and that just will not stand for me. I love Talk Daddy and everything he did for the 
Giants and the Yankees, and he's a fun dude. I do not want him as my start leadoff hitter, center fielder for the Cubs. Get Bally back, put him out there. Uh, he he should be good to go. You got plenty of guys who can play first base now. Um, you've got Michael Bush that they got in the trade with the Dodgers. Throw him at first base, and then you've got your your stars that you've had for for years now. Nico Horner, Ian Happ, Seiya Suzuki will be in his third year. Dansby will be in his second year with the Cubs. Morell is looking like he's going to DH, although he can play infield as well. Or they might actually move Morell to third base, which would be wild. Um, but I actually think that Patrick Wisdom or Michael Bush could play third for the Cubs. Um, I, don't, I don't even see a need to have Madrigal out there. Rotation-wise, we go Justin Steele, um, Jamison Tyone, Shota Imanaga, who I mentioned, Kyle Hendricks, and Jordan Wicks as a potential fifth starter. And uh, Alzali as your closer. And I think the Cubs are going to win the NL Central. I think they're going to be a new, like another powerhouse. They're going to blow past that over-under of 83.5. I think they could win 88 games this year. Uh, so the Cubs are my pick to win the NL Central. I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. I think they, they haven't done enough to get better and um, they're, they're gonna, uh, we'll see what happens with Cody Bellinger. But even then I think Cody Bellinger had his best season. He's going to have in a, in a few years um, last year. And uh, I don't know. I think the pressure is going to be on Craig council and um, you're right. I don't know. I'm not so sure. Uh, no, it, with... it has the makings for a complete meltdown. Yeah, the um, only the only good news the only good news for the Cubs is that they're in the NL Central, and which has so many whack wackadoodles uh, going on. So with the Brewers, like we talked about, the Cardinals can they come back with the kind of Pittsburgh are still cards? bad. Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh, and then but Pittsburgh I think will be a surprise team this year. Uh, I think they'll actually do better than they did last year, which means who they're going to get those wins from. But um, I, no, it, it'll be a mixed bag. But I just, I don't know. I just don't think, um, I don't think it's, I don't know. I'll see what happens. But it'll be interesting. But we should move on. Okay. Um, just want to mention Pete Crow Armstrong as the center fielder of the future. This guy's got to start hitting a little bit more so um, he can take over that center field spot. And, 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 the, spot. and the Cubs play where in Arizona? The Cactus League? And their Cactus they play League. in Mesa. Um, in, in Sloan. In field. Mesa, Arizona. At Sloan Field? Is that Sloan Park, is? yeah. Sloan Park. Which is which like is a mi- mini Wrigley. Yeah. So yeah. that's a lot of good vibes there for them in the Cactus League. A lot of I'm trying to re... History. I'm going to try and like re-channel my, my zero to six-year-old self. Um in loving the Cubbies in oh, my first, good. the first major league game I went to and um, don't really remember Wrigley field very well. I want to yeah. get back there maybe this year. We'll see. Yeah. But, uh, maybe I have San- more Cubs maybe the gear. Ghost of Ron Santo is I have five Cubbies t-shirts now. So like I'm all in on the Cubs. So yeah. yeah. E- easy. He's not happy about that, but we'll move. <laughs> Okay, so let's get over to the American League West. Take us to Oakland. Oakland. Is it Oakland or Las Vegas or Salt Lake City? Who knows? What are they going to be? Nobody wants this team. Where are they going to go? And nobody wants this team. And this team won, uh, let's be positive, they won 50 games last year. 
which means they lost 112, the most mm. they've lost. There, there was the worst A's team since 1916. And um, that goes way back. Um, that's over 100 years for, for you mathematical people. But they still have the same manager. They haven't changed their manager. They got Mark Kotze, who what could the guy do? But I have to say, I went to a bunch of A's games last year. And I had strategy that I think he should have been doing that he wasn't doing. Mm. And I was questioning that. Like, he didn't make some moves and double switches and this kind of stuff. He just kind of like, well, oh, right. Um, but let's talk about the positives for the A's. Yep. I think John Lennon did that. It was called a minute of silence. Um, <laughs> so positives for the A's, Zach Geloff, this guy, he's my favorite. A he came up as a rookie halfway through the year last year, or maybe even more than half. And just really, he played, he could play the, the ball game and it just a lot of fun, had more power than people expected. So we'll see how he goes. He's our second baseman. Mm. Um, Shay uh, Langoliers, my, one of my favorite, lang, lang, lang. one of my favorite names in baseball. He was part of that Braves deal. I believe they got him. He was there for, uh, for what, all the great players they sent to uh, the Atlanta Braves. Um and then you got uh, Brent Rooker, who's pretty much meat and potatoes, softball, DH guy. Yeah. Who could hit the ball really far. Uh, they had this other young guy who I saw play a bit, Ryan Noda. He was, he was kind of fun. But then our, my favorite, second favorite, because Zach Geloff is, is up and running, is Estuary Ruiz, yeah. who led the league in stolen bases with 67 and was hurt part of the year. So mm-hmm. imagine if he wasn't hurt, he would have maybe got 100. Um, he's a fantasy darling. He's a category winner. Uh, and, you know, he stay healthy, earn back that leadoff spot or get into the top two. Maybe Noda leads off. Right. He's fantastic. Okay. Um, and then they, the A's, they went out and got a bunch of guys who didn't have to change their house. And that <laughs> means they, got, they picked up four guys, four pitchers, who previously played with the Giants, Scott Alexander, mm-hmm. Alex Wood, Ross Stripling, and Trevor Gott. So Gott. They, that's really crazy. Now, prospect-wise, um, one of their top prospects is this guy named Mason Miller, I believe, right? You, you back me up on that? Mason Miller, the, the hard-throwing, oft-injured Yeah, so he's, he's one of their top prospects, and... Um, they don't have much. Else. It's kind of weird. Like the A's really don't have much in the pipeline. Like, yeah, they, this team is is not going to do well. Let's let's not sugarcoat this. This this is spring training has no optimism for the A's this year. They're supposedly moving to Las Vegas. The mayor of Las Vegas said, "We don't want you." Basically, um, why are you moving here? They should stay in Oakland. She said. Um, so I and that was during Super Bowl. So a lot of attention on that. Um, the commissioner didn't know where the A's were playing after next year, which now has sparked the A's to start having conversations with Oakland about playing there through 2020. So this team is terrible. It's going to be terrible, but I love their fans. When I go to games, they're, they're, they're super supportive of the players, the ownership they hate, mm-hmm. uh, rightly so. Um, and this team, I, what are they projecting? I don't have that information. Where are they projecting? These you mean what's the over-under? Yeah. The over under um it's not even on the board. 56.5. <laughs> oh, they only won 50 last year, so a six game tick is 
is That's pretty a big ask. Is a, is pretty good for them. Now I'm going to go into my little spiel here about invitees because that is where they may uh, have something. They they've got um, Hoy Park is one of their guys who used to play for the Pirates. Um, they've got uh, Daz Cameron, also Vinny Nito, Nitoli. Mm. And uh, so they, these guys have been around and, you know, with the A's, you got a chance, right? Like, oh, yeah. You know, that's why these giant pitchers, they're like, it's a reformation over there of the Giants. Um, so I, I don't I don't think this team will do very well. There'll be a lot of questions about yeah. what they're going. It'll just it'll just be more of more mayhem. Um but uh, and they play at the Hook Ho Ho Com Stadium in Phoenix. Best name, definitely yeah. the best name. Yeah. So of, anyway, and, that's. Uh, do you have anything else to add about the A's? Because no, let's move on. And yeah, it's, it's a very sad situation. Yeah. Um. Let's sort this out. Let's get them a new home. Let's get them uh, a new ballpark in Oakland. That's what I think. exactly. And, and 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 take the team away from that clown Fisher. Just. Just they should get an insurrection on it and take the team from him and just like exactly put him in some sort of cuckoo house. But anyway, your turn. Okay, Seattle Mariners. Oh, um, we like manager them. Scott Cervase. Um, they missed the playoffs by one game last year as well. Um, and so this is a good team that has gotten worse. Okay, they lost Eugenio Suarez, which is sad. Um, but they're still trying to piece together a decent roster. They're going to um, give Luke Rayleigh uh, everyday third base, the, the player, the masher from the Rays that they got. And, um, you know, the, the Mariners are going to compete, but they're not going to spend too much money. Their, their star is Julio Rodriguez. They got Mitch Garver from the Rangers to DH. So they have some power. Um, they have some pitching. They don't have a ton. Uh, the rotation is good. They got Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, Bryce Miller, Brian Wu. That's a great rotation. Munoz and Matt Brash in the bullpen. Um, they could win 86 games. I don't think they will do that. Um, the, you know, it's sort of they've sort of become a baseball backwater again. Um, Seattle goes through these phases where like all eyes are on them and then everybody ignores them again because their games are on in the middle of the night uh, on the East coast. So um, we've got one fun prospect, non-roster invite Cole young who could come up or maybe not come up. He's only in double a at the moment, but uh, you know, I, uh, the, the Mariners don't excite me and this is sad because um, they should be better. But uh, I think they're just having a little bit of a dip right now. Yeah, I, I agree. And they 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 took Mitch Henniger back <laughs> from the Giants, <laughs> who has been not healthy since 2018. Mm-hmm. And they also took from the Giants De Scalfani. I think he's projected to be their fifth starter. Um, I don't see that. You don't see that happening. You don't I don't it? see that on my list. Um, oh, well, he I got have he Brian Wu as their. Oh, he was part of their that trade um, that brought Hanniger to uh, to uh, Seattle. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I I just don't. I agree with you. I think they just kind of they didn't up their game to really get themselves better, and maybe they've 
mm. you know, everyone else around them has. To your point, they were two games out from winning, getting into the, or maybe one game, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, one, one game. game. But they they were only two games behind the Rangers and the Astros in the AL West. Mm. So the Rangers, we know, went on and won the uh, um, won the World Series. So it's so funny because they weren't they weren't that far off. Um, no, but they were better last year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that and they're, they're I don't see them getting any better. Uh, where do they play in Arizona? Uh, <laughs> what is this little quiz you're doing? You're doing? If you know, if you know, it's, tell me. It's called. I don't know. It's called it's, the cat. They I play did, the same place team. the Padres do in Peoria. Oh, it's a lovely I, ballpark. Oh, nice. I've never been, and I don't plan on going. Um, um, yeah. So, right. Mariners, yeah. uh, do you think they can hit that over-under? 86.5? No, I don't, I don't think either. so. I think they're just one. You know, wins got to go somewhere, right? And losses have to go somewhere. And I think the losses will head towards the Mariners and other teams will take the wins off them. So it's baseball, such an ebb and flow. You can't have, unlike that one thing, I, I think I pointed out to you, they said they gave all these, here's how these teams are going to finish. And I did the math and they were off. Like you can only have so many wins and so many losses in major league baseball. And they have to, they have to be, equal. well, this is an optimistic time of the year. So, yeah, but you, everybody's the, thinking everyone's going to win more games. But. There's no optimism in math. Like you said, um, you got to the wins got to come from somewhere, and the the Mariners are probably not going to win 88 games again this I, year. I think they're sellers. They're selling the wins. But anyway, uh, let's move on to take us to the Rangers or no, the no, Angels. I got the Angels. And now take us I to the Angels. Are they who are they? Anaheim Angels, California Angels, Los Angeles Angels in Anaheim, California. Maybe that's where they are. Um, and they, they they have now another team. Well, I got all the shambles. Like yeah, they they, they well look wait before you go yeah. any any further. Too late. You say you got all the shambles. Yeah. Only one of my eight teams made the playoffs last year. Okay. Now that yeah, team won the World but, Series, but, but anyway. But my teams, man, they they've got some issues. Um, it's it's like therapists. They you know like I think. Yeah, most of my teams need a therapist. So, uh, and the Angels hired a therapist. They hired Ron Washington as their manager. <laughs> and this guy is the most optimistic person, not only in baseball, maybe in all of sports. Okay. Yes. He came, he took two teams to a World Series. One, uh, he was, there was no way he was going to stop the Giants, and they took him 4 1. But he went up against the Cardinals and was oh so close. Yes, in the oh, dreaded so game six with uh, the freeze, David Freeze and the N- Nelson Cruz dropped ball. And, yeah, so it's uh, a too bad. But anyway, so so Ron Washington, he's been a longtime third base uh, infielder coach guy in Atlanta, and everyone you know everyone likes good interview with him, optimistic. And Got his so, ring. So uh, there's a lot of teams out there looking for managers. And he ends up with the Angels. I love it. And, I'm going to go to more Angels games this year because I, of it. Exactly. Because, okay, I had, I, so when I was doing these reviews, I wrote stars and then I would put like a name. And for the Angels, I only really had one star and that was Mike Trout. And, and, um, and that's the only really star on that team. And it's, re- and so that, of course, we know they lost Otani. He drove up the road. Um, and the Angels are run by a guy who is terrible, Fisher, you know, 
houses NL the the AL West has all the worst owners other than the Mariners, I think. Um and the Rangers, I guess. But but um Astros, A's and Angels, oh my god. Uh so terrible, terrible, terrible team that I don't know what they're going to do. Like I think the interesting part is going to be Ron Washington, uh, and he is going to make these players play better than they are. What and... about Ewing theory? Who? Ewing theory. The theory that when you lose your best player, the team could actually do better the next year. Well, I, I think they can do better because I, I – but I don't think they will. I don't think – they won 73 games last year. I, I mean, maybe, maybe he can, maybe he can squeeze some of, take some of those Mariners games back, you know, or something like that, right? Uh, but this is all comes down to Ron Washington. But Ron Washington is going to have to like piece this whole team together with emotion, with yeah, uh, some, some, you know, I could see it kind of being like the old Giants in the in the eighties, the hum baby with, you know, some some steals and some bunting and hit and run and all this kind of stuff, right? Like, I think it's going to be exciting to watch them play. But right. the only problem he has is that he still has these players who are, are, are not very good. Um, you know, Anthony Rendon, who I th- was another must-watch player back in the old days when he was with Soto mm. at the National but now he doesn't even his, – this biggest hit all last year was when he hit that A's fan. <laughs> and got suspended for okay. four or five let me play. So, let me play counterpoint to your, to your spiel. No, let me finish my spiel first, okay? okay? All right. They, by the way, they play at Tempe Diablo Stadium uh, in, in the Cactus League. But so they've got a few other guys. They've got Reed Detmers, who's a, who's a really uh, good – pretty good pitcher, right? Um, and they – they they maybe have a good catcher in Logan Ohapi if that's how we pronounce it Ohap, and uh, and then they've they've got a couple of good young prospects. I saw one of them play. I think his got his first hit. Kyrene, uh Kyron Paris, who's from the Bay Area, actually. I saw him get his first major league hit at the uh, A's game, and uh, but then they don't have much else. Now I, I there are they have a couple of invitees who I think are super interesting. Miguel Sano is mm-hmm. one of their invitees. And that guy, he was a great player up until a couple of years ago with the Twins. So um, I'd rather have him at DH than Brandon Drury. For sure. And and they also invited your old friend and and uh, and Red Sox Nation's old friend, Drew Pomerantz. He's in there. Oh, geez. Exactly. Hunter Dozier is in there. Oh, uh, wow. Jake, Jake Marisner. Wait, I thought Hunter Dozier was retiring. No, well, he's on there. He's gotten invited. Um, Jake Marisnick, the guy who he's in there, uh, Willie Calhoun. This Yikes. is like, a, this is like Ron Washington. This is like the bad news bears. And Ron Washington is going to take these guys, these invitees. And I'm really curious how many make the team because he's the kind of guy that mm. will give those guys a second chance. Cause Ron Washington has had, uh, through his career, he's had some second chances and he, he's a big believer in overcoming things. So, well. um, I, I, I this I, I this team again it will be very interesting. But go ahead, I want to hear your spiel on it. Well, Ron Washington came out just today oh. and said that Nolan Shanuel is going to hit lead off and be the everyday first baseman. Okay. Yep. So, so that's he's on my he's on my prospects list. So yeah. so he's he's uh he's it's his job to lose, basically. Yeah. 
Mickey Moniak also is going to be an everyday player or maybe platoon with Joe Adele. Okay. Um, Cause they've also signed Aaron Hicks uh, to a big league contract. This is not an NRI. Yeah. Uh, so they've got outfield. Um, they've got coverage for Trout if he decides he wants to DH. I don't know that Miguel Sano is going to lock on with this team. But if Renjifo mm. uh, covers second, yeah. Um, and Rendon, if Rendon can play a hundred games this year, he, I'll he's not. He, he and Chris Bryant not. are going to. He and Chris Bryant are the most breakable players in the league. Taylor yeah. Ward. Got hit in the face with a baseball. He had reconstructive surgery. Yeah. He's going to be out there. He's already taking batting practice in, in camp. So Taylor Ward's going to be back. We know he has one of the best swings, one of the best eyes in baseball. So if he can shake off this uh, major facial injury. Um, and then, of course, we got Zach Neto, who this up and going yes. shortstop. Yeah. He, he's, so there's talent. There's talent to be mined mm-hmm. if, if they can extract the talent out of these guys uh forget the prospects forget the nris if these players that i just mentioned can stay on the field and hit a little bit better than they did last year you know drury can move all around the infield you know he can give a guy a spell at platoon day at first or second or third even yeah so they've got a little bit of a core of some talent i think they can do better than the over under of whatever it was, 72.5 games, 71.5. I think the Angels, with Ron Washington, the Angels will do better than they did last year. I I actually, I think, uh, yeah, I I don't think they can do much worse than last year. uh, And I I just think it will be very interesting to see how this team, you know, like I said, I think they'll be fun to watch. And and that stems from Ron Washington. Um, I am a little – you know, him saying, coming out and saying these players are this and this, that's something I'm not a big fan of on certain, because sometimes you put too much pressure on those players where if you let them just play and then, oh, they're going to start, you Mm -hmm. say like halfway through the spring training, Mm -hmm. that's better. But hey, whatever, Uh, you're right. Whatever he does, uh, it's going to, it's great for baseball. Him having a chance to manage a team again is great for baseball. Um, and uh, and God knows the Angels need something. I mean, although I'm not too un- upset about the rally monkey curse, but um, <laughs> go from there. Who's next? Okay. Uh, next, I'm going to talk about hey. World Series champion Rangers. Oh, now Bruce Bochy. Bruce we Bochy. don't need. To... <laughs> now let me finish. Bruce Bochy. That's all I got to say. <laughs> In the house, proving everyone. You can have your say when I'm done. No, okay. no, not when it comes to Bruce Bochy. Bruce Bochy is the world, and Farhan, go suck eggs. Go on. All right. Well, somebody has shown their their true colors, and it's orange and black for sure. Um, we love Bruce Bochy, first year manager, um, r- relative unknown, comes in, takes over the Rangers, and wins wins a <laughs> World Series. His first year managing in the majors. Um, no, uh, for sure. We... Managing in the American league. Okay. <laughs> Bruce Bochy is fantastic. And everybody watched the Rangers last year. Everybody, their household names on this team, uh, even their rookie phenom, Wyatt Langford, who's going to be, uh, starting with the team in the majors this year, who we all remember from the Col- college world series last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the only, he's really the only addition um, we just saw that Josh Young has a very significant calf injury. Oh. So that opens up 
third base for Ezekiel Duran, who honestly, they were already searching for a position for him because he's really good. Yeah, but it does suck like for Josh eight. Young, who I've drafted in like three, I've drafted him in like three fantasy leagues already. And uh, Goldberg, you're killing me on this one. I know you won't listen this far into the podcast, so I'll say. Um, I'm really depressed about Josh Young. Um, but yes, the Rangers are good everywhere, rotation-wise, bullpen, lineup. They have no platoons. Um, they've, got, uh, they've got a decent rotation right now, but it's only going to get better as we get DeGrom, Scherzer, and Molly all back from injury, from surgery. DeGrom should be the first. Um, he's coming off Tommy John. Um, and we also have Scherzer coming back from back surgery, spinal surgery. So uh, these guys are all expected back. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, Molly will be back actually first. He had, he had surgery a, a month before DeGrom. So DeGrom, you know, that's two Tommy Johns for this guy. I'd like to see him come back and do something, but the Rangers almost don't need it because they have so much hitting. Semi and Seeger, Adelise Garcia, Evan Carter, uh, Nate Lowe, Jonah Heim, Tavares, Langford. I mean, that is a murderer's row type of lineup right there. So they're going to win games nine, nine to six if they have to. So um, this is an excellent team, best, best team in the American League for my money. And I think they are going to fly by the 89.5 over under. I think they could win 95 games. Uh, in this weak division. Yeah, I think they're, I, I agree with everything you said there. I mean, Evan Carter, we get to watch him for a full season. That's going to be just amazing. Um, and yeah, it will be, it will be super interesting. And we, I think we'll both agree that it will be them and the Astros fighting it out uh, for this division, but I think they're going to pull ahead. I think, I think the Rangers, if they play like they played the first two months of last year and how they played in postseason, um, is that the real team? This team is going to be fantastic, mm-hmm. you know. And and I, I really think they the pressure's off them now, and that's going to work to their advantage because um, yeah, they can, just, they can just play. And as long they as no one the... gets hurt, and if the starting pitching is you know is hanging in there and not getting hurt, then man. Yeah, and if they can get one or two of those guys back, those, I mean, Scherzer and Degrom. Yeah, even one of those guys would help a ton. So yeah, and, the, just and icing on the cake. Exactly, because they already have the even because like the, the the list I had doesn't even have them in the rotation. So no, they're they're, they're not, not going to be there to start not the season. Be ready, yeah, they're yeah, come back later. So yeah, I, I lots of lots of fun, and and Bruce Bochy deserves everything. Um, he's proven everyone. Um, you know, that anyone criticized him in the past or anything about him. He's just yeah. Hall of Famer, four four World Series championships now. Um, anyone who criticized them in the past, you were wrong. Correct. <laughs> okay, we've got five teams left. We've already hit the 75-minute mark. Well, let's, let's, go. Just, let's just say now we're moving into the, uh, the NL West. NL West, our home, our home division where we've all grown up and, and had so much fun. It's my yes. home team, your home team. Yeah. It's so we, we, we have a common enemy. It's, we do. it's all, it's all very good. I'm going to start with though, with the team that went all the way to the world series last year, 
with their piddly amount of wins. They only had, um, uh, what were they, 80? They were 84 and 78. Mm. So the Reds were only two behind them. The Cubs were one behind them. They had the same record as the Marlins, and they knocked off the 90-win Phillies, the 104 Braves, and the 100-win Dodgers. I know they didn't play the, the Braves directly, but but still, and the 92 Brewers. They, they were the best of the NL, mm-hmm. which shows that the playoffs is no longer about the best team. It's about the tournament aspect. Um, but they were a team that took full advantage of the new rules because they had the speed, they had the talent. Um, Corbin Carroll is probably the most amazing player to watch in the National League. Um, Christian Walker just came out of nowhere. Who needs the other guy, Goldschmidt? I mean, come on. It's like it's like Goldschmidt Jr. Um, Kaitel Marte, Zach Gallen. Oh, we know all these names now because they went all the way to the World Series. Paul Sewald. Alex Thomas, missed that ball in the World Series. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., not to be mixed up with the other guy. Um, and then they've they picked up players. They got Jock Peterson. Yeah. So there's like a left-handed bat in the DH. And they got and, Gino from the and Mariners. They got, well, and more importantly, they got Eduardo Rodriguez um, to help with their, their rotation. They got um, – That's right. Yeah, they got Gino Suarez, and they just picked up uh, not a big name, but I saw him play some Angels games. Randall uh, Gruchik, mm-hmm. um, he he, they just signed him, and so you've got all this. They got a good young player in Jordan Lawler who may get a chance. Um, we'll see if he gets in there, and I I think they have a good chance to improve their wins. In this division, mm. although I do think, with always when teams like this that you know you win eighty four games and you go all the way to the World Series, there's sometimes there's a backlash and two fronts. You yourself think you're better than you are, and second, teams are hunting for you because they don't think you deserved it, so they go after you um, and they they target you when they play during the season. Well, yeah. Try to to the to Dodgers show. are going to be coming for the Diamondbacks because oh we love them out. you know I think that those games we were all Diamondbacks hero fans you know we were like watching the Diamondbacks you know knock off the Dodgers was a thing of beauty. I went to Game Two of that series. You I, did that's right. I brought I my friend Tyler. I as a gift I got my friend Tyler uh, tickets to that game, and he's a diehard Dodger guy. Mm. I I'm a anti-dodger uh to hear that but um but yeah it was it was a weird moment in dodger stadium the place went quiet uh and then of course they went to phoenix and they got swept so fun times let's let's just take a moment to relish in that a little bit yeah no exactly and then they went on to uh defeat the uh the philadelphia phillies which no one thought that team – they thought, oh, that team's going to melt in that stadium because all those Yahoo Philly fans and blah, blah, blah. And it didn't happen. They, they hung tough, and they made it – they made it uh, – they won. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think – first and foremost, I think the Diamondbacks have done well in getting new players in the mix. 
I think they're, they're trying to improve themselves. They're not just sitting on what they had and doing that. So they brought some veterans in to help shore things up to mm-hmm. go with the younger players. It will just be interesting to see how it plays out because the rest of the division, this division is tough. This is a tough division. And I see a lot of, uh, a lot of contention going on. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the Dodgers are going to win it, but I think uh, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, and Padres, it's going to be a dogfight to be that number two team. I agree. Um, speaking of Padres, if yes. you're done with the Rockies. I am. Uh, my beloved Padres. Oh, I mean, by sorry. the way, the Diamondbacks share a field with the Rockies. Uh, Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. Talking Stick. My favorite name. My favorite Stevie Wonder album. Um, well, now I, I used to go to the Talking Stick. But go ahead, your turn. <laughs> All right, my beloved Padres. Just to get this out of the way, they play in Peoria at Peoria Park. Whatever. Um, they. Uh, this is going to be a tough one for me because, in a way. A Padres preview is not even really necessary. Um, they had one of the most disappointing seasons of 2023. Um, and even with the standout production from Juan Soto, Hassan Kim, Fernando Tatis, once he got back from his suspension, we had three all-star level seasons from these guys. And just the rest of the team did not deliver. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of it, we know Manny was playing injured the whole year. Bogarts also had a, was carrying an injury, or he might just suck now. Um, Cronenworth, just we give you the WTF medal. Um, Grisham is gone. Soto is gone. Hader is gone. Blake mm-hmm. Snell is essentially gone. He hasn't re-signed anywhere, but the Padres don't seem to be uh, taking any interest in bringing him back. No, no. So the Padres got themselves a ton of pitching back from the Yankees in the Juan Soto trade. They got Michael King, Brito, Drew Thorpe is an excellent, excellent prospect. They got a new backup catcher, Kyle Agashioka from the Yankees. So the roster, the, the pitching is fine. We needed pitching. We got pitching. Now we don't have any freaking outfielders. So mm-hmm. we did the right thing and we got Profar. Profar's coming back on a one-year, $1 million deal, very wow. cheap. So, I mean, I think he's just there on a buddy deal. He's, he's there just to hang out with Tatis. And they, got, place- they got him some, some coupons for the, the gas lamp district, too. So, here's the thing. The, the Padres lineup, we, we know that they just told Bogarts, you're moving to second. And Kim is moving to short. Tatis is going to play right. Manny is going to DH until he's ready to play third. Cronenworth still at first. Uh, he can't be any worse than he was last year. Uh, um, Campy, I mean, uh, Campy is our new catcher. Profar is going to be their everyday left fielder unless they make some other moves. And then here's where it gets really ugly. Um, Matthew Batten is going to play third base and hit eighth until Manny is back. There has to be something we can do about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they didn't move Bogarts to third. Um, they've been talking about moving Bogarts to third. Move Bogarts to the third, move Kim to short, put Jackson Merrill at second, okay? Um, do something mm-hmm. to make it so that you don't have to have Matthew Batten in your everyday lineup. And then Jose Azokar, we love him as a bench player, 
aka Sugar. We love Azokar as a bench player. I don't want him playing center field all season long for the Padres. So you got to do something else here. And yeah. I know that they're talking about putting Merrill in the outfield. That could work. Uh, I don't know if he's ready to take on center field. We know that Tatis could play center, but he wants to remain in right. Profar cannot play center at this point. So he's going to play left. They don't have a center fielder. Bellinger is out there. Do you go get Bellinger? I don't know. It would be amazing to get Belly. I would celebrate, even though they would no have money. to overpay. They have no money. They have no money because of the Bally's TV deal. Yeah. Um, so they're cutting payroll. They they got rid of Soto. It would be so Padres asked to go get Belly on a huge deal, and then he only has like one or two good years in him. Um, but I would still love it. I, I mean, we know this team is kind of in a nosedive. Um, with the signing of Bogarts, they just made this team so old. Uh, and their competitive window is shrinking fast. Um, these are going to Manny's contract and Bogart's contract and even Cronenworth's contract are going to be albatrosses that they cannot get rid of uh, for years and years and years to come. Um, so the Padres are looking at a long stretch of mediocrity, mediocrity. but they do have a new manager, Mike Schilt. Mm -hmm. who we know this guy knows what he's doing. He's managed the Cardinals before. He did great with the Cardinals. Uh, he's already shown he can make some tough calls um, with the Brogard second base uh, ego thing. He, he um, he's going to manage egos better than than your guy did. Uh, um, who what's his face? Who's moved up to the Giants now? Um, Bob Melvin. So Padres, I know you don't have any money, but get somebody to play center field. Get figure out third base. We don't want Batten. Um, the over under is 81.5. We know wow. that they can, we can exceed this. Uh, I want the Padres to make the freaking playoffs. That's the end of it. Win 85, 87, whatever it takes to make the playoffs and go on another run. You have the talent. Manny will be fully healthy playing third base by May. We want to say, mm, okay. so, um, just figure out center field, get, uh, either move Tatis there. Or, um, or maybe a Zocar can improve somehow, but there's still a, ga a gaping hole in the Padres situation. And I don't know yeah. that Jackson Merrill is ready. Yeah, I mean, it's funny what a record means, right? Like the Padres were 82 and 80 last year, right? The Reds were 82 and 80 last year, and it was super exciting and amazing. Well, the Padres going 82 and 80 was like, oh man, they suck. Well, the Padres weren't really – the Padres made a late push to get to 82. And 80. Exactly. And their highlight of the year, the tip was they defeated the Giants in Mexico City and there was all that wrestling <laughs> sombrero. mask, sombrero and everything else. Yeah. It was all downhill from there, sadly. But yeah. Schilt is the man for the job. He is going to bring a lot of discipline to this team. Um, are they ready for discipline? I'm not sure. But let me just read to you because this is insane. These are all the players that were on the team last year who are no longer there. Soto, as you mentioned, Grisham, Waka, Nola, Tim Hill, Nick Martinez, Gary Sanchez, Blake Snell, Seth Lugo, Gareth Cooper, Josh Hader, and G-Man Choi, who came in, I think, late in the year. I mean, mm -hmm. they... And you they, didn't even they, mention Matt Carpenter. Or Matt Carr, well, was he really on the team at all? Mm -hmm. um, so 
this team has been overhauled. They're now full of Yankees and Guardians as their their so which is really good because both those teams have had some success in the last few years. So so they've been around, you know, some winning and some playoff stuff. So we'll see what happens. But I think Schilt, again, it's this is gonna be this this dog fight. Padres, Giants, Diamondbacks, Dodgers are who they are, and they're gonna do what they do, which I'll do next. But um, you know, I, I just really think, you know, I, I think the Padres will be interesting. But I agree. How is it that they don't have any outfielders and AJ uh, what's his name is their general manager and he's got to be getting he's got to be got some stuff in the mix to try and trade for well somebody. i don't know why so. they threw grisham into the soto trade because the yankees didn't need him they had already traded for alex verdugo yeah and so the the yankees have too many lefty bats that you know what i mean the yankees yeah. I, have more outfielders than they can even play i, I think um, my, my, i have a theory on that okay I think the Padres just wanted to get rid of Grisham. I think he, he is his song and dance was done and he mm. had the great playoffs against the Mets, I think uh, a couple years ago, but he is so swing through hit and miss mm-hmm. and uh, great defense and all that. But, you know, like I said, they just got rid of all those other players. They just needed the clean house. So there's probably some clubhouse stuff as well. Um, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's, you know, and and who knows? The question I have too is how much is Schilt in the ear of people because he was a coach on that team, so he knows who's mm-hmm. who and what's what in that clubhouse. Right, and Schilt is not coming in fresh. He he was a bench coach, first base coach, I believe. Third last base year. coach, I think third base coach too at some yeah. point. And so I think his perspective is super interesting. It's a it's a really weird mix because you got Bob Melvin going to the Giants and Schilt stepping up, and Schilt got kind of screwed in St. Louis, and, and he was proven right that he should have they should have given him that job because there's no way the Cardinals played as bad as they did the last year and a half under him. So um, yeah, I, I I think I think it's gonna be really interesting. I agree with you. There's there's some some weirdness, but I think he's the man for the job, similar to how Ron Washington's the man for the job in, in with the angels. Um, I think uh, Schilt will. Oh, absolutely. Give, give this sense of, because what that team needs, what the Padres really need is a little less rah-rah and a little bit more discipline. Yes. And, and also Schilt was on being interviewed yesterday. He was talking mm. about togetherness. Mm-hmm. Um, we lost our owner this year, our benevolent, yeah leader peter seidler r.i.p who was a fantastic owner who did all the right things um gave you know a blank check to preller basically what he did with it uh, let's not get into that but we're playing this year for seidler yeah we schilt is preaching togetherness he's already made some tough decisions whoever the the front office provide to him he's gonna He's going to run out a, a competitive team this year. Yeah. Um, Manny seems rested and laid back. He spent the whole offseason in San Diego. He didn't go home, yeah. um, recovering from his surgery. He seems chill and in a good frame of mind. We know Tatis has got MVP-level skills, and he's going to have his first full season, knock on wood, for the first time in three years. So Manny Bogart's Tatis can lead this team. They got their old buddy Profar back. Campy, uh, excellent young hitting catcher. We love you. Let's go do your thing. Um, 
sorry to lose Gary Sanchez. He's a lot of fun. Love Gary. Yeah, but it's it is no, but I, I that's that's that. Now it, we've re- reached the hour and a half mark, so we're going to move on to the Los Crone Zone Dodgers. Crone Zone, you need to hit above two fourteen this season. Go ahead I'm on sorry, to your I, next team. I hit the Padre mute there. What'd you say? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, ninety minutes. That's I love fine. we love the Sasha Padres. and I yeah. talk about soccer for ninety minutes. No, here we go, Dodgers. So are we there? We haven't done Rockies yet. No, I know. Rockies come next. You're going to do the Rockies next. I'm doing the Dodgers. I'm there. So cue the music from the evil empire of Star Wars, the first one. Darth Vader getting There you go. Um, those are the Dodgers. All 29 <laughs> teams are hunting for them. The other 29 teams are down in the forest with Luke Skywalker trying to figure out how to defeat this team and it and it, so that pressure is going to be crazy dave roberts i'm sorry you're on the hot seat now this team went out they won 100 games last year okay they went out and got otani and yamamoto um and tyler glasnow i mean and they already had freddie freeman mookie betts will smith Etc. Right. Mm. Um, this team can only mess up. This is the great thing about the Dodgers this year. They can do nothing right because they're supposed to do everything right. So they can only fail, and that's what's going to be the beauty of this season is watching the Dodgers try and do. Because what are they going to do? Win 130 games? Probably not. It doesn't happen. Well, I was joking with you the other day about that, but it it's. So it's going to be super interesting to see how they handle this I'm going to win everything attitude. Um, so, and they may well, they may win 110 games. Who knows? They could win 116 games, um, you know, or most ever or whatever, 118. They could, but the pressure to do that, I think, is going to be crazy. And I don't. I don't know if uh, if they're they're mentally uh, capable of doing that because they they've only won, gone all the way in all these years that they've been so good. This these ten, I think, where they've won the division ten out of the last eleven years or something. Giants, hello, twenty twenty one, and what do they got to show for it? Not much. So the pressure is even more. This is. I mean, the Rangers have less pressure because. And they're, they're potentially – I think the Rangers could repeat as champions, uh, to be honest with you. I think they, they have the ability to do that. This Dodger team, I don't know if they can take the pressure and, and, and actually go all the way. So that will be the interesting thing about that, um, about this team. Because I, I, there's not much really to say about this team. This team is just – they've threw money and they've come up with – fancy ways which i think we'll talk about on our legal podcast when the state of california goes <laughs> after them for their deferred contracts um because they're In 2034 like, the deferred contracts means not deferred taxes meaning there's no taxes because that money's yeah not gonna well, be taxed but all right anyway i that's that's my take I, there's not much to say about this team i mean i i don't think there's anything that's you know th- i think the things that actually are going to hurt them is that they lost um, 
you know, and starting pitching, we'll see how that all works out because uh, by not having Julio Urias, who yeah. has he signed with anyone? No. Someone's going to sign him. Who's going to well, sign him? Well, he's banned, right? He's banned no. for a whole year, right? I don't think so. Why? He didn't, they, they didn't, even, they didn't even charge him. They dropped the case. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah, I don't think they... Oh, are, okay, yeah. my bad. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the story is there, but you'll probably sign with the Astros. Ah. Um, well, I have a take, which I'd love to give you if you're ready. Yeah, no, no, I'm ready because, I, I, like I said, there's not much... You know, it's not like, oh, well, I think that this prospect... or the, And they have some prospects or whatever... But there's not much, and they don't even have really good non-roster invitees. So um, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, that was my five-minute dive. Since, uh, since I moved to L.A. in 2020, yeah. um, I've been to probably 50 uh, – I've been to probably 50 Dodger games. Um, okay. That's a conservative estimate. I go wow. all the time, okay? They're my local team even though they're not my team. Right. Um, they, I understand now why they continue to have the best regular season record year in and year out. The, the energy, the confidence, the vibes, mm. the swagger, the balance, the chillness, mm-hmm. the, the fans. Dodger Stadium and just the Dodgers team mm-hmm. have a winning tradition that I have never seen, even with all my years going to Yankees, where the winning is expected, mm-hmm. but still not always delivered. With Dodgers, they just know how to do it yeah. um, on a, on a long term regular season level, okay? They put these guys in positions to win. Um, it's California, it's Dodger Stadium. They, they platoon really well um, so that these guys, you know, it, they come up in situations where everything's in their advantage. So, and they've, They've lost some guys, okay, but they've also brought in some guys to where they're going to – like they brought in Manny Margot from the Rays. Um, yes, I, I agree. He was actually on my notes of, of – I think he's the most interesting pickup of all that. But they're getting Gavin Lux back, okay? Yeah, So Gavin Lux. So he's going to be their strong side platoon shortstop, and Miggy Rowe will be the kind of veteran presence – They'll probably try and use him as little as they can, but of course they're going to need to throw him out there. Um, so Lux had that unfortunate injury last year, but we know he's going to be back. Yeah. And they're going to probably platoon Chris Taylor and Max Muncy at third. Uh, and they'll throw Taylor in the outfield as well on days when they're facing a lefty. So uh, this, this lineup is just absolutely stacked that they, they, uh, they're going to have Kershaw back probably around the time that Tyler Glasnow goes out injured. And Walker <laughs> Bueller is due back eventually. He had Tommy John in 2022, and he's just been slow, so slow to come back. He's, he's been hitting some, some road, road bumps along the way. Same with Dustin May. So there's, there's pitching help on the way, kind of mm-hmm. like the Rangers. But I think it's a – Bueller is a big – shroud of mystery to me because I don't understand why he hasn't been back. I mean, maybe the, t- the Tommy John was unsuccessful in some way. He can't get his velo back without feeling stuff. So I'm actually worried Bueller's career mm. might actually never really get back on track. Yeah. So, but anyway, too bad. The, the Dodgers have an energy. It's the Mookie, the Freddie. I think Shohei is going to fit right in. 
the, this team has a great winning tradition. It's, it's for non-Dodger fans, it's very frustrating, but it makes for a nice night out of the ballpark. Um, they've got Teoscar Hernandez now, uh, who's probably going to be their everyday left fielder. He won't platoon um, as a righty, which is fine. We have, you know, nice, nice balance of lefties and righties as always. So I think the Dodgers will win over a hundred games. They win, will win the NL West. And I mean, can they do any worse than getting swept in the first round? I mean, they, they, uh, they absolutely went ice cold. That layoff killed them. Yeah. They didn't, and they, to their credit, they didn't blame that. They didn't say that that was, uh, the, the fault of that. Now this team, okay. Since 2017, has won 662 games with a winning percentage of 0.641. Dang. In the regular season, okay? Mm. Um, postseason, not as good. But so my point is this team won 111 games in 2022. It won 106 games in 2021, won less than the Giants, which won 107. <laughs> but so and they won 106 in 2019. This is insane, right? Like, and the only reason they won 100 games in 2020 was they didn't play the full season. They played, they won 43 games and only lost 17, right? So, it this team, and I agree with you with everything you said about Dodger Stadium and all that. And and it's also, I think it applies to Hollywood in general. Is it, it it's okay if you lose as long as you look good, and the Dodgers look really good losing. And what I mean is that they play these, they have these amazing seasons and they do that. And then, and then they don't, they don't win at all. So the pressure is only more worse. It's only more now. It can't, it, but the bargain, sorry, go ahead to actually win. And as I said earlier, the playoffs are no longer the representation of the best team. They are the representation of a tournament and who's hot wins, right? And there's so how how so all these moves they made, all this money they spent, all these great players, it, I don't think is gonna get them in a World Series. The, the 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 unspoken contract or the implied contract between the Dodgers ownership and their fans. Yes. The the ownership honors it. Okay. Yes. They consistently go out. They don't cheap out except maybe every once in a while to get under the luxury tax or whatever. They don't cheap out and they sign the biggest names and, you know, they, they have freaking brilliant musical guests. They, they, the the stadium is an absolute jewel. Uh, Except. it's one of the most dangerous ballparks in America. <laughs> okay. And well, if so, you're Aaron and, Judge's and, big toe, maybe. No, no. For security, that ballpark. They, they changed keep, that, by the way. And they've got they've changed it because people were seriously injured or killed. And this is the point: is that yes, they do all that. They do. They make everyone. Oh, yeah, this is great. But again, it's 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 a lot of window dressing that ha- that is more than window dressing because they actually they're a great team because they get great players and they have this great environment and, and weather wise, it's the best weather to play baseball. They don't have to deal with hot summers like back, you know, in the Midwest, they don't have cold nights like in San Francisco. So 
they got the best of everything, right? Like on that, that front. But the problem is that means the pressure to win the World Series is even more now. Well, the the um, the Dodgers don't do stupid shit. Like, like um, you know, oh, the the Angels signed uh, Pujols. Oh, and he got immediately horrible. The Padres signed Bogarts to an eleven year contract. The, you know what I mean? The angel yeah. the the Angels signed Rendon. He immediately right. gets injured forever. Like people don't come to the Dodgers and suck. Okay. So. So, but that you say they do everything right except on in-game management. (laughs) That's the one thing they don't do right, and that's the part that blows my mind, right? Because look at let's use Bruce Bochy. We already talked about right. That guy had teams that never won a hundred games. I don't. All his four world champions. I don't think any of them won more than ninety something, ninety two, ninety three games. Right. That's so baseball. Hello. Hello. I'm back. Sorry, All right. I had some uh, something turned off there. So anyway, well, I think we finished up the Dodgers, though. I mean, I, I think I we feel agree. like we're ready to be done with the Dodgers. We yeah. we can talk about them till the cows come home. Let's move oh, on. Oh, we will. We will. Let's move on to the Rockies. You got now. I see how you've positioned it so we finish with the Giants, even though the Dodgers are projected to win this division. So that was very sneaky of you to to stack the deck so that we finish on the giants and that's fine. But just know that I see what you're up to. Well, look, um, the giants took the Padres manager. There's a, there's a, there's a pass there. Nice try. Okay. We're going to talk about the Rockies real fast um, because this is sort of a sad team, but they don't have to be a sad team because they have Nolan Jones and they have Ezekiel Tovar and they have Ryan McMahon and Chris Bryant, if he could ever stay healthy. Um, they have uh, Amador, the 17th ranked prospect in baseball. Um, and they have a loyal fan base. And they have decent pitching, considering what the ballpark they play in. Um, they, have, they have not a laughable rotation, a, sem- a chuckle of a rotation. Um, their over-under is 60.5. Um, Charlie Blackman is coming back for one last lap. Uh, Brendan Rogers is on the team. Hunter Goodman is there. Uh, Elias Diaz is, is a good hitting catcher, at least in Coors Field. So the Rockies, you won 59 games last year. All we're asking you to do is beat 60, win 70, win 75, and make our friends in Colorado a little happier. Keep them coming back to the ballpark. Manager Bud Black, uh, very cool guy, former Padres manager. Seems like, you know, decent manager in most ways. He plays at Talking Stick, uh, as we've discussed. And uh, I don't think the Rockies are ever going to escape this uh, seller of the NL West. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, the Rockies are such a weird franchise in so many ways with their ballpark, the, the you know, beans mile high, et cetera. And is, is it like baseball's rules changed? Um, to favor this other style of play. And I don't know if the Rockies have ever figured out even what their style of play should be for their ballpark. So mm, no. um, it's, it's, it's kind of, um, it's kind of crazy. Like, cause if you think about when the Rockies were successful, 
they had bombers. They just beat you with offense. Like mm. they, they weren't concerned about like, you know, pitching their way to something. They could just, they, well, exactly. And so they just, they did. Remember they got that one guy Hampton for, from, um, but uh, they, they just, they just bombs away. And um, that era of baseball, I'm not sure is here. So it's like, what do you do? So, but and the rest of the division, I think the NL division, as we, we already talked about, um, you know, three of the other teams is a really tough division. I think the, the, the Dodgers are who the Dodgers are and they're going to dominate, but the other three teams are really hungry for that number two spot. So Rockies will, will have their role, but it will be who, who they get beat up by the most or their help beat, yeah. you know? So All right. uh, I agree. Moving on. Not said. All right. To, now, I think we're, for the I think, for the martini, have we arrived at team fifteen <laughs> for Cactus League? This is um, our final team. Clearly, yeah. the best team in the Cactus League, according to one of us. No, um, I do not believe so. I believe the best team in the Cactus League is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh wow! Um, now the Giants, though, and they're not even the well. Maybe the Texas Rangers are the best team. There we go. So, um, cause they actually won a real world series. Um, so let's talk about the giants, the giants, they got rid of Kapler. Thank God. It finally it happened. <laughs> never, never, never seen a manager with two different shoes at the same game, colored shoes. That was just weird. Um, and they got Bob Melvin. Now it's interesting because, uh, the, the, the Padres play a role in this whole thing, right? The only reason the Padres let Bob Melvin, Melvin leave is they felt that he wasn't a good fit for the team because Bob Melvin's success has been with teams without stars. Um, that's his most successful is with the A's, right? Um, he did do okay with the Padres there the one year, but um, you know, I, I think manager wise, he's better without stars. Um I well, yeah, he gets... he, last year's meltdown with the Padres was an ego situation, and he didn't do anything to, to the, take charge of that. No, everyone kind of, you know, that the Josh Hader thing, I mean, come on, what was going on there? I mean, that's just bizarro that he, he was calling out and saying, well, he decided he didn't want to pitch that game or something. <laughs> it was like, it's like, really? Okay. So there, I have some questions about Bob Melvin on that front, but I think he's going to be a great fit for this team because I think he's going to get the giants back to a little bit of old school baseball, old school giants baseball. He mm-hmm. has, he, he played under Roger Craig. I think there's going to be a bit of that. You get to get all those old players, coming through spring training, being around the ballpark. You're going to see Will Clark a lot more hanging out with this team. Buster Posey's back in the fold. He's yep. in the area. All these kind of things are going to work their advantage. As far as the team itself, Logan Webb is the best player on the team. He, he was mm-hmm. the best player last year and is going to be the best player this year. Um, and Camilo Duval is also, uh, yeah. you know, up there. And, and now it's exciting. Exciting is they got, uh, Jung Ho Lee, Jung Ho Lee, who is going to be their starting center fielder, and he signed the longest contract in a giant has signed in a long time. I know. Six years. I wanted the Padres to get him, and I think he's. I think he's a great fit for the ballpark. That's that's my take on it. As I, I that's, these are the kind of players they need. They need gappers. They need you know some speed and some defense because you ain't going to win it with home runs at this ballpark. But they did get Solaire. 
who is going if finally we have like an, a, a legitimate like home run threat like you know thank you michael conforto part-time home threat mm-hmm. home run threat but um and then the, the giants did their normal thing they 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 got players who are hurt <laughs> <laughs> they got robbie ray who's not going to come back until mid-season uh and they had cobb who's on the team already he's hurt through mid-season so um so that you know they'll they'll, they'll piece it together excited to see patrick bailey with a full season uh, and luciano and Luciano. Well, we'll see about Luciano, but Luciano hasn't proven anything. Patrick Bailey has proven something. Now he just gets to play for a full season and see if he can get himself in better shape to last the full season, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and but if he continues with that arm of his and, and pop time, that's going to be exciting because the game is a, a lot about that now. It's about running and stuff, and and uh, I think Bob Melvin's going to put defensive plays on as well as offensive plays. So I, I'm really excited about this team getting to see Kyle Harrison pitch for a full year will be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, in a weird way, and Jordan, let's not count Jordan Hicks, who are going to switch over to starting pitching, which yeah, I know, will, that's be, wild. will be really exciting. And they got a really good backup defensive catcher in Tom Murphy. So they shored up. They the Giants made a lot of weird moves. They didn't make it the big splash move that they were, you know, that they've been they've missed out on. You know, with Otani and Harper and mm. Judge. You know, they've been in the running for all those players. And then of course there was the thing with what's his name, shortstop uh, who ended up in the Twins, um, Correa. Last, Correa. And then uh, so I I I think. I, it, I think it's going to be really interesting. I heard one guy on a podcast actually say the Giants are going to be better because they're going to score more runs with this team. And, yes. And if they score more runs and they play good defense and, and pitch well, the Giants have one of the better bullpens, I think, in the National League. Yeah. And, and if they can, you know, the, the Rodgers brothers, Tyler and Taylor, um, they, they, they really showed something. And we'll see you know what Melvin does with this pitching staff. But again, Melvin has a chance because there's no stars here. There's Who's no the really tall guy in the bullpen. Well, there... Oh, uh, uh, um, uh, this, yeah, he's taller than the Rogers brothers. Um, uh, what, oh, Jesus. John blank. I don't know if he's going to actually make the team though. He probably jelly, will, but jelly, a jelly, 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 silent H just jelly. So, um, yeah, there's a chance that he'll be in the, in the bullpen, but, but it's the it's it's Doval and the two Roger brothers. I mean that that's a that's a brutal seventh, eighth, and ninth inning um, potentially for for teams. So yeah, because there's a lot of mix up there. You got one guy's a lefty, uh, Taylor. Tyler's a submariner, and then Doval's is a speed demon. You know? Yeah. Um, so so I I think it's going to be really fun and exciting at the ballpark. I think it's a new vibe. There's a chance the whole thing might not work. Um, as always, but um, I think, as I said earlier, it'll be competitive with the Diamondbacks and Padres yeah. for second. I place, think Solaire so. makes them a 500 team this year. I, I agree with. I, I I think I think it gives them a, a chance because what they've been lacking is the big bopper, right? Like that's you the need, big bopper. You need a three run homer every once in a while just to give yourself a little bit of padding. And mm-hmm. and I felt like. They've had no padding, um, no insulation the last this last year. It was all Kapler kind of esque maneuvering, and 
uh, it just didn't work. Um, and that kind of stuff, you know, the Denny's menu works for 50% of the time. And that's kind of what they were. They were other than 2021. And, and now here's the other interesting thing not to be forgotten. This will be the first team that does not have a player who was part of the three world championships. Mm. Unless Pablo Sandoval makes the <laughs> team because they signed him as a free agent, I think, today. So Craw's gone. Like, Cross, gone. Where is he going to go? He's I retired? Know. I don't know. He hasn't popped up anywhere yet. I mean, maybe, you know, where, where do all uh, players end up uh, – in the old days was with the diamondbacks because they all lived in Phoenix and it was easy to sign on for an mm. extra year. So maybe he ends up in Florida. That's where a lot of other players live. So interesting. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with him. It, but um, I don't think he's going to, I don't think they're going to bring him back. There's no, I think it's good to me moving forward. Um, you know, uh, we got dusty Baker back working on the team. Uh, so there's a little bit of that. Bob Melvin, like I said, is connected to the couple of eighties teams. He only was there for like two or three years uh, with Roger Craig. Um, so a lot, a lot of good vibes. I think also they, they got rid of, you know, some players who were just problematic. Sean Manaya obviously is, you know, good luck in, in with the Mets. Um, I think Alex Wood was kind of a, I loved watching him pitch. He was so much fun to watch because he was so quick before even the pitch clock. Um, he didn't waste any time, but he was a bit of a bit of a moaner and whiner on some stuff. And, mm. and um, you know, and maybe that had to do with Kepler's managing, but, you know, just moving on and these players like these Scalfani who had some great times, but then was hurt all the time. So Mitch Hanniger, big, the Mitch Hanniger, the big free, uh, free agent signing last year, gone, you know, Conforto, he's still here. Um, mm -hmm. I think, I think he won his arbitration hearing too. Um, maybe he can do something. And we've got Mike Skremski who could be, could be his last year with the giants. Um, and uh, he's and, really fallen off. I mean, uh, yeah, he's look at older, some of these though. projections. Some of these projections. Uh, Lee is projected to hit 10 home runs. Estrada, 16. Wade Jr., 16. Soler, 30. That's the one player projected over 20. Conforto, 16. Flores, 16. Yaz, 18. Patrick Bailey, 10. Luciano, 15. There's only one player projected to hit over 20 home runs. And uh, the next one down is 18. There's yeah. this between this ballpark and like kind of a power shortage. This team just doesn't hit for power. So, you know, maybe they bring back a bouncier baseball this year, like the 2019 baseball mm. or something. The Giants need ex external help. Like they need the winds to shift in San Francisco or like a heat wave in the Bay area or something, global warming. Mm. Something's got to shake this giant power vacuum. Yeah, I, I agree. The ballpark is, uh, you know, they did that stuff where they put the, um, you know, they covered that, that walkway, which helped. Um, but then he didn't hear much more about that after the fact, it didn't really seem to, increase their thing but we're gonna see you know solaire i think actually is gonna help them on the road <laughs> which is you know what i mean like i think he's gonna obviously have a lot more home runs on the road than at home and um and so 
we'll have to see what happens there. But but I, I I'm actually excited about this team. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, what, what's your take on it from as an outsider besides these things you just said? You know, do you, do you think that they they are going to be competitive, or do you think they're they're that they and myself are are not being realistic? I think the Padres and Giants are going to fight it out for third place. Well, I, I love that they actually spent some money. Mm-hmm. They were cautious. You know, they waited on Soler. They got Lee early. Um, and now, now they have some ability to give some young guys a chance. I mean, Luciano has been touted for a long time as a top prospect. Give him full run at shortstop. Give Bailey full run at catcher. You've got the the mystery man Blake Sable who might mm. who might end up being their first baseman by all accounts. Um, yeah, Wilmer Flores. I mean, he had an amazing year last second half last year. He was he was as good a hitter as Otani. Yeah, in the I actually half. think the Giants can beat out the Padres for third place uh, in this division, just with so, their craftiness. And um, you know, Melvin, like you said, is fine as long as he doesn't have to manage egos. So. Yep. Hopefully no egos left on this team. So, uh, yeah, go go win eighty three games. You know, H- have a season. I- I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, ninety. Ninety. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with ninety. You know, I make fun of you every year for for bigging up the Giants, and then the one year I clown on you for predicting they're gonna win the West, <laughs> they they go and do it. So now I can't say shit. I know. That was really funny because. Because I actually picked them, and I was like, "No, I think they're going to beat the Dodgers this year." And I gave my reasons why, and they they actually did it. So I know uh, that, was but, a, that was a brilliant year. Unfor- was... Unfortunately, the the playoffs. I mean, you I I you could have pinch hit and got the Cardinals to beat the Dodgers because I didn't want to face the Dodgers in the playoffs. I didn't want to. It it just too too much stuff. I mean, it was a great series, but um, it was it was uh, you know. It's still and see our, painful. See our podcast about Dave Roberts' misuse of the Dodgers starting pitching in that series, Correct. which then cost them the NLCS against the Braves. And, and there's, I think there's an Excel spreadsheet to go There is an Excel one. spreadsheet. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. This has yeah. been great. We've gone for yeah. over an hour and a half now. Yeah. So um, God bless all these teams. They're all uh, everybody's 162 and zero at this point. So that's right. Um, go get them. Um, spring training is going to be a blast. Cactus league is where it's at. And thank you for all your hard work and contributions. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to be fantastic. Baseball's here. We're, we're moving forward. The, it's going to warm up and, uh, not here in San Francisco, but, um, it will, uh, it, it, there's just baseball. Baseball is on the precipice of, becoming maybe not king again but it's definitely a a a prince with a sports car (laughs) yeah it's gonna be wild to see otani on the dodgers and the just the this the the japanese press and all the everything yeah everything being on a good team the japanese ads that are gonna be in in dodger stadium now because it's gonna be crazy yeah watch out for all this and yamamoto is a great player too exactly and let's see let's see if Number of the Japan's number one cat uh, uh, treat becomes a big advertiser at Dodger Stadium. What are they called? 
I forget, but it was all over the place. And, oh, and, and I thought and, you were setting and, up a joke. No, I, it was true. It was that was, it was a, I was I was like, why is that thing in the billboard in Angel Stadium? And then sure enough, I looked it up, and it was like Japan's number one cat treat. Um, they sponsored a lot of that stuff because all every single Otani game is broadcast in Japan. So I would hope so. Uh, it's it's insane, and yeah, it's going to be quite a ride, and uh, looking forward to it. All right, boss. Okay. Good podcast. Talk yes. to you later. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. That's so baseball. Oh my god, it's so baseball.